This is Impact Healthcare, people and strategies that are disrupting the health benefits industry. And now, here's your host, healthcare benefits industry expert and the originator of the transparent health benefits movement, Lester Morales. Man, am I excited for this episode of Impact Healthcare. And uh, I got to be honest, I Mm -hmm. uh, met this person through a social media crush. Uh, And so... Uh, we you know, met on social media and we just decided one day we were going to chat. And uh, I think it's almost probably a year and a half later, we have had conversations yeah. about business, about life, uh, about mm-hmm. forest bathing just a couple of minutes ago <laughs> and everything in between. Brandon Weber, the uh, one of the co-founders of NAVA. Brandon, uh, do me three things. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Who is NAVA? And I always feel that the common link around everybody that we have on here, because typically it is somebody who is trying to impact healthcare, that everybody has a story. Everybody has that motivation, that that pit in their belly Mm -hmm. that drives them forward. If there's a why, if there's a fire in your belly Mm -hmm. that you could share that makes you you, that I would love Mm -hmm. to hear that story. Awesome, man. Um, before I do that, I'll, I'll answer those three questions, but I'm also just stoked to be here as well. Like you're a guy that I just really have enjoyed getting to know. And it's also, I think everyone will say like, like healthcare is hard and trying to do something positive in healthcare is even harder. And uh, it's all about the people that you're doing it with. So it's, I, I really enjoyed just kind of being in the trenches with you. Um, yeah, who am I? So I'll, I'll hit the first two quickly and then and maybe the third takes a little bit longer. So I'm, uh, I am a technologist by background, trade and training. I spent the last 15 years building high growth technology companies that have operated in industries that are heavily brokered, where there's a middleman sitting between the buyer and the seller of goods and services. And I built companies that bring technology to to that middleman work. Um, And so that's my background. I am not by background trader training a healthcare expert. um, nor a long-term benefits broker, uh, but I'm a quick study and I've spent a fair amount of time getting into it. Um, and I think that you know, the, the second thing that kind of like what is NAVA, so NAVA is a uh, benefits brokerage that leverages technology and financial alignment to lower the cost of healthcare for the average employer um, and, uh, and their employees. We specifically focus on small and medium-sized employers with between 50 and about 1,000 employees, uh, which is, we think, a segment of employers that kind of are getting the worst of both worlds. They've got a lot of complexity in their needs around benefits and healthcare, but they don't have very much resourcing. Uh, they've got very small um, HR teams that are trying to do many things. And as a result, they're getting the worst results, actually. Like Kaiser Family Foundation shows year after year that that segment of employers and their employees are getting the largest healthcare cost increases, uh, lowest employee satisfaction. So that's where we're really focused. We see a huge opportunity uh, to transform that. It's also where about like 85 million Americans get their healthcare um, in that segment. So so that's what NAVA is doing. and, And I think what makes us unique in this kind of world of mission-driven benefits brokerages is our superpower, which is operations and technology applied to that problem, uh, which we can get into, you know, down the line. But then I think the the third question, you know, what motivates me, um, obviously I'm wearing a fixed healthcare uh, shirt. Um, 
And NABA's stated mission is to bring high quality, affordable healthcare to every single American. But the backstory behind that is um, I grew up in rural Northern Alaska in a blue collar family. And I grew up in an environment where healthcare just always felt unsafe for me and my friend. I, I was constantly kind of confronted as I grew up with folks going through medical bankruptcies or having to do a GoFundMe campaign for a burst appendix before GoFundMe was a thing and you were just basically trying to raise money. And so I I remember, I think like a consistent theme in my life was always like healthcare is an unsafe place to be. Stay away from it, man. Stay healthy. Just try to avoid it if you can. And that always stuck with me uh, when I you know went to college, studied computer science, got into technology. I always had this notion in the back of my mind that someday when I'm retired, I'll go do nonprofit work in healthcare, like and just try to help make that better because I'd seen just how much it really can screw up a family um, and really make people's lives challenging. And so that um, that was a backdrop for me. And I just had the opportunity to pull that, you know, I guess mission forward. Um, and make it the the focus and the orientation of the next company that I started, which is Nava Benefits. Um, and I think we'll get into this in more detail. But um, but what I got so excited about, I, you know, I'm a guy who spent 15 years working in heavily brokered industries. As I started to explore the healthcare marketplace and healthcare industry, and just asking the question, like, why are things the way they are, and how might I be useful in making them better? I I came upon a familiar friend, which is the broker. And it turned out that the benefits broker is one of the most powerful stakeholders in the healthcare marketplace. And also, I think one of the least invested in, meaning no one is spending time thinking about how do we like create massive superpowers or efficiencies or enablement for benefits brokers. Um, and so as a result, we're stuck in spreadsheet hell. We're stuck doing a ton of manual stuff. We're stuck trying to do really hard things, effectively operating as the outsourced head of benefits for small, medium-sized employers without any tools or support to do it. And so we just saw a big opportunity to like apply, you know, kind of modern best practices, technology tool, and then wrap it in mission uh, to try to, you know, make the benefits broker the kind of change agent that we think it can be uh, for lowering the cost of healthcare. So anyway, uh, we're super excited. We're, we're NAVA operates in about 21 different states. We're uh, we're really focused on, um, you know, on trying to bring that kind of what I'd call like the massive opportunity to lower cost for employers and their employees, which Lester, you guys work on this every day. A lot of the folks listening or this is what they're doing. How do we scale that? How do we take that from like one off onesie twosie employers that you you can kind of you can do it at low scale? How do we do that at massive scale, like affecting millions or tens of millions of Americans? That's what gets me up out of you know, out of bed every morning. That's what gets me really excited. Awesome, man. There's, there's, you know, again, I know why I, I, I just felt, I re fell in love with you in regards to like <laughs> that conversation. And, and, I, and I love it. I, I'm just going to go right down the middle. You're wearing a sweatshirt that says it's the yeah. BHAG. And, and maybe you tell the audience what BHAG is just in yeah. case. Is fixing healthcare. Yeah. When you were when you were deciding to get into that, uh, and and that is stated, mm. you know, everywhere you go, um, yeah. what were you thinking? Like, what what uh, wh yeah. where does that even start? Yeah, yeah. First, it's a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, is something. It's a term that we use for you know very challenging but worthwhile pursuits, and and no doubt Nava's mission and 
the work that you're doing, Lester, you know, it's a BHAG. It's we're, we're trying to change the country's largest industry that has got deep, you know, kind of rooted, um, you know, financial incentives not to change. Um, I think that so like the backstory on I, this is one of the big questions that we like to answer really early in our conversations with employers. Like, what the hell does a benefits broker have to do with fixing healthcare? Like they, they don't get it. Um, and what we saw in, you know, pulling the thread, I spent about two years just talking to stakeholders in the healthcare industry, from doctors to patients to insurance carriers to health systems um, to HR teams. And what we realized was that um, when you when you zoom into employer-sponsored healthcare, um, and, which is a really big slice of of kind of healthcare. It's 155 million Americans, roughly 53% of all Americans getting their healthcare through unemployer. Um, and you start to talk to the buyers of that healthcare, which are typically executive teams, HR teams, and CFOs. And then you ask them just how do they make their decisions? Um, yeah, we ask the question, hey, how do you buy the healthcare for your employees? Literally hundreds of times to employers all across the country of every size. Most of the answers started with, well, I work with a guy named Lester, or I work with MMA, or I work with my broker. They kind of guide me through that process. And we we got, and the more that we we pulled on that thread, the more it became clear that especially as you move down market out of the Fortune 1000 into the 300 life manufacturing company in Spokane, Washington, or the, you know, the casino in Southern California, they are truly reliant on their benefits partner as their guide to help the HR team decide what types of benefits they should offer. So that's like the big B benefit bucket, and then decide how do you design that plan, right? That is a big mandate um, and a lot of trust being put into that that guide. Um, And then it got even more interesting because we kept pulling the thread and we're like, what happens next? Then they're like, well, I rely on my broker to educate my employees on how to use this stuff and how to choose it. You know, open enrollment conversations, benefits guides, you know, follow on hard questions that come back from the team. And so it wasn't just helping employers figure out, you know, what benefits plan we should choose and then go broker the deal and and sign up the carriers. It was also move into the role of guiding employees to the right benefits plans and, you know, and supporting them throughout the year. Um, that latter one being one just like the status quo, not doing a very good job at. And so we just saw this as like, that is a hugely important mandate in a part of the economy that's growing really rapidly. Benefits are getting far more complicated than they were 10 years ago before ACA. Um, And so the remit of the benefits broker, we think is evolving really rapidly. Like we are being asked to do more on behalf of our HR teams. uh, And we saw an opportunity to like kind of rethink that approach. We think that if you if you double click on any of the traditional benefits brokers and and I love these guys, I've got great respect for Hub and MMA and Willis Tyrus Watson. We recruit a lot of folks from them. And they've got good people, but you actually look under the hood at how they're doing what they do. Like, how are they doing the business of like building benefits plans and then guiding employees? It hasn't changed in 20 years. And I hear that directly from the consultants and the client success managers and the benefit analysts uh, that work at those companies. Um, so when you look at that, you see a bunch of really, you know, largely like smart people who care and want to deliver great service operating in absolute spreadsheet hell, operating in conditions that make them spend 50, 60% of their time, especially on the client service side, just trying to get the right answers to questions, just trying to move data from 
census file A to carrier submission, you know, like, like template B, and not having time to go deliver great proactive service or be more strategic or let's evaluate an alternative approach. Um, so it's really boring. It's kind of the back office of like benefits, but we think it's just a massive opportunity. And so that's one of the big areas that we're investing really heavily in is how do we how do we bring what we're good at, technology, operations to the problem of trying to do, you know, benefits brokerage or being a benefits partner so that we can kind of supercharge the work that our consultants, our client success folks uh, are doing. Um, and we think there's a lot of low-hanging fruit there. Like we've got, we've got proof. So yeah, yeah, I, I was actually going to, you know, talk about pull and pull the thread. I was going to pull that thread and say, yeah. you know, give me an example of one that you're like, oh my gosh, oh, I can't yeah. believe people are still doing it this way. Talk to me about the problem, how yeah. you fix it, and then yeah. what, what's the outcome? Because that's how people like you think is like, hey, problem, yeah. how are we going to fix it? Yeah. What are we supposed to get out of that? Totally. Yeah. I'm going to give you a really, so it's very internally facing, but just uh, a, a very concrete example um, of, of something that we're doing at Nava that's really oriented around supercharging what brokers and client success teams are doing. Um, and so I'll, I'll take a very specific example, taking an ease, a so Ben Admin um, a system called Ease, uh, taking a you know, an elections um, uh, file out of that for a very specific carrier, like Sun Life is an insurance carrier that does a number of different lines of coverage. Um, that today for most, you know, brokers is a completely manual process. And so you actually have some poor soul at that at that brokerage firm, if they're doing supporting that, they are manually typing information out of out of the elections file in you know ease Ben admin software into the Sun Life carrier um, submission form. And this takes like dozens of hours. Like this will be a multi-day process for people to actually get through like a 250 life employer to go, what did we elect and how do we make sure that it's in the format that we can actually submit for enrollment elections uh, with the carrier? And it's super error prone. Like our data shows us that basically 95% of all election forms actually have one or more critical errors that like will result in the employer overpaying or the employee not getting coverage that they had actually elected. That's a huge problem. Um, and so we built software to automate that. So that for us, just like that one specific example, like ease Ben admin to Sun Life, um, you know, carrier elections, uh, that takes dozens of hours right now. And so now for us, it takes no time. Um, so that is automated. So that's an example of like an internal tool. And then you can actually start to multiply that out across every single Ben admin that's out there, all of the different carriers. There's like this combinatorial explosion of manual work that if you look into any traditional brokerage, they are doing that. Um, or they're pushing it over to the HR teams they serve and they're doing it. Um, and what we're oriented around is like, how do we automate that? That's a great computer science problem that we can solve, um, is getting those mappings right, basically creating an API layer internally, and then making that data move seamlessly um, and error-free. Uh, and then there's another backend process, which is how do you audit whether that actually came through. And so um, elections auditing is a big deal. And it's actually really hard for a lot of brokers to do because it's really manual, takes a bunch of time, creates a bunch of stress. That is similarly very easy to automate and do in a much more real-time basis when you use technology. So kind of we're in a push to basically say, we are real-time auditing everything that's happening all the time proactively, and we are getting in front of any of those errors. 
this sounds really boring, right? Like anyone who's listening is going, what does this have to do with fixing healthcare or lowering costs? It turns out that a massive amount of cost, like in our, the employers that we serve, is they're paying for people who are not on their benefits plan because they took them off and they forgot to on enrollment. And a massive amount of like abrasion for employees is they go into the optometrist or they go into the dentist and they go, hey, like, can I, can I get the procedure? Here's my insurance card. And they get denied because their enrollment got screwed up. So these are like hugely important problems that are, are key, that are very automatable, um, that you don't think about when you think about, you know, the business of designing benefits. So just one example, very concrete of where you can apply technology to big problems. And so I'll just say one more thing, right? Like that. So that has a direct financial impact on the employers that we serve. Um, it also has a direct user experience impact on the members that we serve. And then it also has a massive productivity impact on the client success folks and the benefit analysts that are at Nava, the Nava employees. We have taken one of their least favorite jobs, like literally, it's I, I wouldn't wish this job on anyone. Um, and we have turned it into a process that we can automate so that they can focus on the things that matter more, which is benefit strategy, like identifying that alternative funding arrangement that might save you some money, spending more time with the HR leader to understand what their pain points are. So, sorry, that was long-winded, but it no, gets me really fired up. You, you know, it, what's interesting about it is, you know, I, I kind of smiled a couple of times. I remember, you know, I started my career at Sun Life. Oh, I love it. Uh, and I remember, I remember asking, because we back then we were, you know, still... Mm one of a, um, a carrier that that was okay with self-administered bills. Mm-hmm. So, you know, essentially employer grabs their, you know, who they're paying for and sends oh. in a check and, and they're doing it. And I remember asking him like, that has to screw up a, a lot, right? And they said, oh, well, really? we only care if somebody has a claim, yep. right? And that that's really only the care. And I'm like, okay, I'm digging through there being a somewhat financially astute yep. And mm-hmm. I said, well, wait a second. That means a lot of people probably aren't paying us for some people. <laughs> and they said, yeah, we estimate that there's about an 8% loss in, in actual mm-hmm. premium that's supposed to be there. But mm-hmm. when we calculate the number of people we would need from a human capital perspective mm-hmm. to actually do it, then there, I mean, so so I look at that, I'm like, mm-hmm. eight, 8%. On a you know couple billion dollar book of business is a a huge number. So I can completely see what you're talking about from a massive like standpoint. Yeah, yeah, it's um. I mean, I think that that's just one example. Like our mindset at Nava is how do we empower the best benefits consultants, the best client success managers, the best benefit analysts to do their best work. Like that is the key. We think we think that is the that is the kind of Rosetta Stone of you know what is possible here, uh, and so a lot of it is how do you clear out of their day work that is low value or non value adding so that they can focus on operating at the top of their license, if you will. Um, yeah. And you know, you and I talk about this all the time. You're like, if if only we could spend more time like interrogating different, you know, um, you know. TPA partners and actually really, really identifying like the great fit. Um, if we could always spend more of our time actually analyzing claims to identify two to three opportunities to save two to three hundred thousand dollars next year. Um, so that like that's what we think is like a big flywheel of opportunity there. It's like bring great people into you know the Nava platform, 
build technology and tools to make them 10x more effective at operating at the best of their license, um, we we get great outcomes. Like literally, if you do nothing else, we're doing a lot more on the member experience side if we want to get into that in terms of leveraging technology to make the employees' lives easier. But uh, that alone, we think, is a game-changing idea when applied over the period of like years um, to go build that flywheel. Right. Well, you know, since you said it, I, I had two areas that I, I, I got three areas that I want to jump into that from an outsider, I really enjoyed uh, about getting to know you. Uh, one is that member experience. Uh, yeah. Two is the financial incentive conversation, yeah. because I think it's really important uh, for people to understand that. Mm-hmm. And then three, I'd love to end with, uh, and I am someone that uh, culture eats skill set for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to, you know, hit those three. So let's talk about that yeah. member experience, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm recruiting, retaining talents, the number one thing that's on the mind of every CEO, every yeah. every HR person, and them making a decision to come work for me or stay yeah. working for me largely has to do with their level of appreciation of the number two expense, typically, which is healthcare or, or benefits yeah. in general. Yeah. Talk to me yeah. about how you're applying the same overall mindset to, yeah. you know, how do you make members appreciate what that yeah. employer is giving them? Yeah, um, it's a, I think it's a really important, timely question. I think that it is, if you're in benefits brokerage and you don't have a deep handle on just how important um, benefits like satisfaction engagement is to the retention of the employees that you serve, you're missing a massive opportunity and you're you're missing probably what I think is going to be one of the biggest net new jobs that the benefits brokerage industry has, which is how do we improve member satisfaction with their benefits? And I'm I'm gonna I'll get there in a second. So I think that um first off, there's you know like you can point to 10 different studies, surveys, et cetera, that show that benefits have never been more important to employees than they are today. And, you know, COVID really kind of like, like put that on blast as we, as we had to contend with remote hybrid and, and obviously like increasing health impacts. And so the like benefits with a capital B, like that bucket of benefits has gotten bigger. And we, as the benefits partner are, are looked to, to advise on all that. And, as a result, benefits has gotten a lot more complex for the average employee to just navigate. Uh, you went from medical dental vision to now there's like 10 or 15 different point solutions from digital mental health to caregiving services, um, you know, to just your remote work stipend. And so the data shows that employees don't do a great job of choosing their own benefits. Um, 66% of all employees who have a choice when it comes to their medical plan choose the wrong medical plan for their actuarial needs. And in doing so, they overpay by 42%. Like that's a study of over 25,000 employee benefits choices. So they're making the wrong choices because they're not getting enough support. And those choices are costing them and their employer a ton of money. Uh, Huge problem, huge opportunity. Now go from choosing benefits to using benefits. So the day after open enrollment or the day after Jan 1 renewal, okay, cool, my new benefits are in place. Because we've got so many different things now to offer employees, and most employers are having to play ball with this kind of additional increasing bucket of benefits, um, and because of how complicated the healthcare industry is, um, it is getting harder and harder for employees to just like take the first step in using their benefits. 
And I think you talk about this a lot, which is like one of the biggest problems in healthcare is employees don't take that first step. They don't go get the check. They don't go to the doctor. They don't find a primary care physician. And one of the big aha moments that I've had in my learned experience serving you know, now over 200 employers is that benefits is the on-ramp to the healthcare industry. Like you, most employees, every employee who accesses benefit or has benefits through an employer, they use their benefits as their starting point. They ask questions like, who's in network with United Healthcare? Hey, who's my primary care physician? What's my deductible? Those are literally the first questions they ask before they go, hey, should I get an MRI or like, you know, I'm going to go do the thing. And so it's really, really complicated for these folks to get started. And as a result, um, people are deferring care. They're getting all the downstream results, which we don't need to go into the details on. And so uh, my strong view is that over the next five years, the remit of the benefits brokerage industry will grow to include what we just call it NAVA member experience. So the, the member experiences that go through benefits. And if you don't have a great solution to that problem, like if you don't have a great answer to the question, how do you improve engagement? How do you improve the decision-making of my members as it relates to benefits? I think you are in trouble as a benefits broker moving into this next modern age. So we're building a technology platform we call the Nava Benefits app. It is basically a unified user experience around choosing and then using your benefits for employees powered by the human capital at Nava who has designed those benefits plans, has pull with those carriers, understands like benefits, they're just the business of benefits deeply. And then supports our members because we are deeply in, you know, like incentivized for our members and our employers to serve um, and, and to succeed. So I huge opportunity here, like huge remit. And I think it's one of the biggest things that the big traditional shops just almost categorically have not really taken ownership of. Um, and so that's that's exciting to me as, you know, an upstart who's trying to kind of build what we think about as the modern benefits brokerage. Well, and, and and you look at it, I think you did a good job uh, relating that to your ideal client, right? Which is that person that doesn't have five people in their benefits, totally. you know, department to potentially yeah. hybrid or, or bridge that that inefficiency there. Yeah. You, I mean, they've got nobody in that they've person. They've got one to two wearing, Yeah. 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 And that's the problem. Like the the problem with most for most employers, they one to two folks who've got expertise in recruiting people, operations, et cetera. They're not healthcare experts. It's really hard for them to answer a question about like a scary EOB or, hey, should I choose the HDHP or the PPO or the EPO? They're they're just like they're not well suited to do that. And so um, huge opportunity, huge need. Uh, We think it's big. And yeah, we're we're excited about actually what we're seeing already in terms of early returns of feedback from our customers who are like, this is a big level up for me. Love it. Love it. Financial incentives. Yeah. You, 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 you said it now, you've now said it twice. And, yeah. um, you know, the word transparency comes yeah. to mind, you know, when yeah. we saw, but, but when you were getting into this business, I guess it would be good to, from mm. an outsider, what yeah. was your like eyeballs? Aha uh-huh moment. Yeah. I mean, I, as I started to get into, so after I was like, oh, wow, the benefits broker is maybe the most underappreciated stakeholder in this, in this healthcare marketplace. Then I started to understand just how we get paid, right? And, you know, what's it look like? Um, And I, again, I come from a heavily brokered industry background. So I understand commission structures. I understand, um, I understand like fee structures. And what blew my mind was when I started to see the kind of 15 to 25% of, you know, of benefits brokerage 
fees, especially at scale, are coming via these like backend bonuses, pool bonusing, things that were completely opaque to the employers that they serve. Um, and the other thing that blew my mind was how opaque our compensation was to the buyer, like to the customer. And that's very unique, actually, um, in across broker industry. It's very, I, mean, I came from commercial real estate, like commercial real estate and broke commercial real estate brokers, the client literally just like on day one knew exactly the commission structure and the fee structure. It was just standard. Like you just, you just shared that. Um, and so, so we saw this kind of combination of two things. One was opacity, just like the employer truly has no idea like how their broker's getting paid or how much they're getting paid. And then two, this kind of this scent of misalignment, like these pool bonuses from big carriers to say, cool, you renewed most of your groups with us. Awesome. Here's an extra 15% kicker, right? Um, and so we think it's a big deal and we think it's a big opportunity too. And we, you know, we took an early stand, which is like, we have to, like Nava, if we're going to, if we're going to be serious about our mission, which is in order for us to succeed, employers and employees need to lower their cost of healthcare over time, get better outcomes. We need to put our money where our mouth is. So we created the Nava Performance Guarantee, which basically says we have a satisfaction or your money back guarantee with every single client that we serve. Uh, it's really straightforward and simple. We put our fees at risk with 100% of the clients we serve. It's not bespoke. It's not one-off. It's just a standard part of our services agreement. That was our starting point, which is like, let's put some risk on the table when it comes to what we do. And let's give our clients a big stick to hit us with if we don't serve them really well. We've had zero clients actually like pull that lever, which is awesome. So I think we're delivering on the promise, um, but they realize they've got a big stick to hit us with if we're not serving their needs and serving them. And then I think the second big thing was just be transparent, just like just be clear with your clients upfront and proactively about how you're getting paid. Um, and that's very straightforward. It was obviously very backed up. It was really cool to see the CAA kind of come forward. We're like, awesome. That literally was like what we were doing in 2021 um, and seeing that, seeing that come up. So I think it's a, I think it's a, it's foundational to, you know, kind of where we go forward. And I think there's, it's a, it's also a business opportunity for organizations that have the, you know, I think the willingness to do it because it, I think it's incredibly hard for the largest benefits brokerages and brokerage firms to actually like shift their business models are too lucrative the way they are. They just cannot operationally like kind of, yeah, I think make that shift. Um, at least I haven't observed them able to. Yeah, I, you know, as somebody who was paid off of that very lucrative, uh, yeah. you know, comp structure, especially as a leader, mm. uh, thinking about the most profitable revenue that came into North America was those overrides that we didn't yeah. pay salespeople their commissions off of. So you're, yeah, well, that, you're exactly that's the right. other, that's the other dirty secret, which is like the actual sales teams and brokers just don't even participate in that. So it's kind yeah. of like a double misalignment. It's both misalignment with your client. And misalignment with your consultants that actually yeah. do all the work. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to end the conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, you're wearing a hat, you got a t-shirt, you're a sweatshirt on, mm -hmm. you're a tech guy. I've been around yeah. your business. Um, there is every age group, there is every gender, there is every uh sexual mm -hmm. orientation, there's every color of skin. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and sitting here, you and I look different and, mm-hmm. uh, you look more like the average insurance broker than, than I do. And it's something that I pride myself about talking aloud, but very few organizations actually, you know, go out and search it out, which again, having been in a meeting with, you know, multiple yeah. of your teams, there's not a whole bunch of people that look alike. So Talk to mm-hmm. me about how you guys sat mm-hmm. down from the beginning and thought about that and, and how has that mm-hmm. transpired into the recruitment retention and uh, your business results are phenomenal. So talk mm-hmm. about that correlation because I don't think a lot of people think about it from that perspective. Yeah, um, it's a really interesting question. I mean, I think like the one of the observations that we had is we spent more time, you know, just exploring the traditional benefits brokerage industry, just talking to the stakeholders, meeting brokers, meeting account managers, et cetera, was how like wildly not diverse the industry was. Like it's actually, I, yeah, like the stats are kind of crazy. Average age of a broker is like 61. I mean, you know, obviously it's, I'm a, I'm a white guy here. It's a, it's, it's a, it's kind of a white male uh, driven, driven industry and all that stuff. And, and so we were, we were pretty struck by that. And I think what we, um, the two things that we're get we get really excited about culturally, like it's becoming clear to us now as we've like, we've gone from, you know, concept to like, we are in the flow building this business, serving, you know, tens of thousands of members across the country, et cetera, et cetera, is that culture is an important export of Navas. Like it is as important of a product of ours as our technology or the Nava benefits platform, et cetera. Um, Because I think that Folks are not really happy with the cultures at the big PE backed shops or the big public. It's just not they're they're not aging well. They're you know there is a obviously diversity is a component, but flexibility is a component. I think innovation is a component. I think people are kind of sick of doing brain damage work all the time and like and it taking forever for quote unquote innovation to like make its way into their day to day lives. You know at shops and so. We, we saw an opportunity to bring together, you know, like a bunch of really great benefits consultants and benefits minds, and then bring together like the spirit of innovation, or I come from like startup culture, you know, if, what happens if you bring those two things together, you get some magic. And then I think that the thing that you're kind of nodding toward, which is diversity, it became actually really clear to us that like, like diversity is incredibly important for specifically what we do as benefits brokers, because we literally are representing the healthcare needs of like this wildly diverse set of populations. I mean, like one of our newest clients are a manufacturing company in a rural marketplace. 40% of their folks are Spanish speaking only. Like we just have like all of this different, a lot of folks who are like much older than the average, you know, like the average kind of Navinat. And so we were like, we need to look a lot more like the kind of diversity or the patchwork quilt of the population that we serve so that we can kind of bring that empathy ideas, um, you know, just support into our work. And so we, that kind of led to this other BHAG where like Nava is going to be the most diverse benefits brokerage in the industry, period. Like, and because we think that is a strategic advantage to us and our ability to serve the populations, that we serve and, and, you know, make headway against our mission. And so we've done that. Like we are just actively working really, really hard to support veterans coming to Nava, to support parents with a kid coming to Nava, to support underrepresented racial groups coming to Nava, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and by no means are we like there, have we solved the problem, but we already, I think are a far more diverse organization than your typical traditional brokerage firm. 
and it makes work more fun. It brings a much wider like base of ideas to the set of problems. Uh, lots of just like obvious tailwinds and stuff like that. And so we're pumped about it. We're going to continue leaning into that. And hopefully that flywheel continues to spin faster as people see that. And we start to get that brand out into the market. And they're like, oh, this is a place for me. Um, like, I want to be there. I'll just say one more thing. The other really interesting thing about that is I would say that benefits brokerage is the most amazingly cool industry to work in that is the least interesting on the surface, right? I'm like, so so one of the big kind of side effects of like us trying to build this diversity is we get to attract talent from McKinsey, from Amazon, from PricewaterhouseCoopers, from, you know, all these different industries who are like, huh, I never would have thought benefits brokerage is any interesting or cool at all. But you guys are kind of showing me that it is like you guys literally are at the driver's seat of like helping people choose better healthcare. Um, so it gets me super fired up. So all that feel is kind of like how I think about culture and diversity. I, uh, I mean, there's 900 questions and, and things that we can dive <laughs> into, but, you know, yeah. I, I just want to, you know, as, as somebody who, again, I've spent my entire career in this, I've never seen anything outside. I, I, I just yeah, on I behalf it. of the industry say thank you uh, because, you know, it, it's um, I think it takes a lot of courage to drop a flag in a very old, good old boy, started in London, mm. underwrote the Titanic, you know, kind of you yeah. know mindset. Yeah. And so I love it. And so I'm imagining, uh, Brandon, that that there are advisors, you know, there's brokers, there's account managers, there's client success people, there's all those mm. people that are saying, that sounds like a place that I might want to hang my hat. And, and I got to imagine that there are employers, especially chief diversity officers and chief people officers that are looking at it saying, I've been asking you know, for this. If somebody wanted to learn more about NAVA, hear mm-hmm. more about the NAVA story, you know, follow up with you, uh, where, where might they do that? Where do they keep in tabs? Yeah, totally. Uh, well, we are growing across every you know, every facet of the business. So we're, you and I talk about this a lot. We're looking for just mission aligned people across the business of benefits from advisors to client success folks. Um, I would say get in touch with me directly. Um, I'm super accessible on LinkedIn or Brandon at NavaBenefits.com. You can check out our website at NavaBenefits.com. And one interesting thing for HR folks is we've started a, a Slack community for HR leaders. So it's basically just a community for HR teams and HR leaders that resonate with what we are talking about, both in terms of innovation and benefits design, um, and you know, and and how do you make the kind of the business benefits easier? Um, you can find that on our website or just shoot me a note. What's really neat about it is it's moderated by some of the most amazing benefits minds in the industry. You know, head of total rewards at Delta Airlines, like head of HR at Slack, uh, head of total rewards at Airbnb. They are in that community providing like real time one to one feedback and advice for the head of HR at that 300 person manufacturing company. And so that's just something you can't get anywhere else, like that connection of like thought leadership with folks who are on the ground trying to be like small but mighty HR teams. So um, sorry about the long-winded thing, but I'm really passionate about it. I think this this HR community is something that's really special. Um, and that's a neat way to kind of get, you know, kind of get into the fold without, you know, without having to make too much of a commitment. 
Yeah, no, you know, yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it. Brandon, I, I can, and, and as mm. we do, uh, I can talk to you for hours. Likewise, uh, so yeah. I, yeah. I just uh, appreciate it. Uh, you know, when I think about impact healthcare and, and why I even started this, it was uh, mm. to, to give people a fresh perspective of learning something that maybe they wouldn't even know how to navigate their way in, in yeah. a, in a, in an environment where it was safe, right? Somebody could be sweeping the the living room right now and nobody knows that they're doing it. So, um, you know, mm. the fact that, that that secret. I mean, I think most clients don't even understand how the insides of a benefits brokerage work. And yeah. and having yeah. been one my entire career, I just I mm. really appreciate it. A lot of the things that you said really resonate. So so thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting us you know kind of underneath the hood uh, of Nava. And uh, quite honestly, thank you for having the courage to uh, drop your flag into uh, into the space because uh, I think it's going to do wonders. So thank you for that. Uh, To the rest of our Impact Healthcare crowd, um, if you want to know when we drop every new episode, uh, and we're going to start doing uh, smaller clips of this, what we've learned is not everybody has maybe 45 minutes to consume everything, but uh, there's definitely chunks in there that people might want to consume. So we're going to stick those uh, chunks out there. Uh, We're going to call them Impact Moments. Uh, And uh, if you want to be part of our text community, uh, area code 813-537-6992 is that community. Uh, Brandon Weber from NAVA Benefits, thank you so much to the rest of the Impact Healthcare crowd. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode of Impact Healthcare. Thanks so much, guys. You've been listening to Impact Healthcare, people and strategies that are disrupting the health benefits industry with Lester Morales. Remember, the journey to getting 20% savings on your healthcare benefits starts with total transparency. Remember to subscribe to the Impact Healthcare podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.